Good night. I'm surprised you're still up. Why am I still up? It's not even Friday. But anyway, we have a show to do, and we're going to do a Medea Christmas. And what better time than after 10 o'clock p.m.? Well, let me bring on these people. We have, I don't know why his name is Fax tonight, but Fax, how are you? Good. All right. He. Any explanation for that name? Because the moral of the... You know what? I'm just going to say this. Don't lie to your children. Okay? Keep keep the facts. Stop the lies. Stick with the facts. I understand. Those of you who have already seen the movie understand where he's coming from. We have C the Superior dressed up in an elf costume. Uh, See what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm still unisex claws. <laughs> not elf. I'm, I'm the boss here, so I'm, I'm a claws, not, a, not an elf. But it's okay. I forgive you. Okay. So that means you don't do any work at the North Pole. You just take the credit. All right. Correct. And uh, we have the executive consultant. Yes, I am here. I was. I'm always ready. I'm always ready. If you stay ready, you'll have to get ready. That's a lie. Um, (laughs) Hey, thanks for your attention. Chris, up here, the camera. Hey, buddy. All right. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to read the synopsis, but tonight is actually Chris's pick. Chris is still watching the movie or doing something with his phone. Making business moves, I, I, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm over here looking, waiting for your recasting because you usually send me like 20 around this time. We actually so. don't have recasting. Spoiler alert for this movie. Yeah, I, I, I figured. I'm going to keep yeah, it out Uh But let's jump in the synopsis then, Chris, please, by all means. Wait a minute. Before I even do anything, let me just say hi to our, our, our loyal viewers. Hi, Charmaine. How are you doing? <laughs> you know this- you got the first, the coveted first. You know what? It's not about being first or last. You wouldn't understand that. It's a, it's about she said hello to us, and we need to say hi back. Everyone on three, one, two, three. Hi, Charmaine. Hi, Charmaine. All right. You know what? You know what? I have to give you credit, Charmaine. You saved the best for last. All right, Vanessa yeah, okay. Williams. Very, very good. Glad I'm to proud. see you. Joel, hi, Joel. Hello, hello, Joel. Hello, Joel. What? What are we doing? You're doing in unison. One, hello, two, hello. three. Hello, hello Mr. Bateman. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's late for them. It's past their bedtime. They need sugar or alcohol or something to keep them stimulated. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, but let me read the synopsis first. Then you're going to tell us why you picked this movie. Because as you said, you're not big on Christmas movies. So the mystery is there. But anyway, here's a synopsis from uh, Medea Christmas. An overwhelming mother turns her daughter's life upside down when she visits uninvited just days before Christmas. Further complicating things is her daughter's husband, namely the fact that he's white. And Chris, please tell us why you picked Medea's Christmas. Because I don't like Christmas, but I've seen a few uh, Medea movies that I found were entertaining. So I thought, hey, you know, let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about Medea's Christmas. That's what's up. Christmas is up, the holidays. So, and actually, what else is up is going to be our first segment, uh, which is the worst of scenes and the best. I, of I scenes. was just stunned by the fact that that was Chris's only reason that he blindly picked this movie because he likes Medea and he realized that Medea made a Christmas movie. So, so we, we know the real reason, but we'll, we'll discuss that. Oh, please, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope we do discuss because I don't know what that reason is. 
Well, let's just open it up right here. Then let's lay it all on the table. All right. Well, Chrissy, you're going to start then since you <laughs> know something that we don't know. Uh, I know because I know I have a little bit of a background with Chris. So I know a little bit how he thinks. I don't know how to translate that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'll keep that to y'all's business. No, I, I've known Chris for like 10 years. So. Well, that's a long time. Yeah. So which is why I know why he picked this movie is because okay. he's a Grinch and he hates Christmas. And he fully expected this movie to be bad, <laughs> which is why he picked this to spite Christmas like the Grinch that he is. But it's so, okay. So we might be in for a surprise. I, I, I expect the jingle all the way. I expect okay. the jingle all the way to be bad. And, and it was. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but let's find out how Medea's Christmas was. And uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into our first segment. It was the best of scenes, it was the worst of scenes. And James is the point you see to uh, start off this segment. So while I make a quick run, I'm going to be listening to hear your best and worst scenes of this movie. I'm always ready. <laughs> okay, so my best scene. Hmm, where to start? Um, I think my best scene was probably the introduction of uh, Connor's parents because mm -hmm. Larry Cable Guy, I, I really think he's funny. I remember him from Cars, like his voice, he was Gator in, in that movie. And it was nice to see him. And it was also nice to see um, Sarah from Hocus Pocus. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, Vic, the dream she's talking Jackson. about. Oh, that's yeah, that uh -huh. That's her. She's lost a bunch of weights. Looks great. Um, so it was nice to see those two in the movie. I always I think was... of her from Sister Act. Oh, yeah, that is the lady. Oh, that, yeah. Too. I think I still remember her from Sister Oh, Act. wow. Damn. But yeah, so I was really happy to see those two in the movie, mm -hmm. and I thought they had a cute scene. They they had really cute chemistry together. Mm -hmm. um, so that was probably my best scene. My worst scene was probably okay. There's a couple scenes. Worst scene will probably be the um, I don't know if this was part of the school or if it was the mayor's office, but the mayor was there. And he was talking to all the townspeople, pretty much the scenes where they're in either the principal's office or the mayor's mm -hmm. office <laughs> and the townspeople are there. Because I thought it was a little corny. It it looked very much like a, a play, um, mm -hmm. but the acting wasn't that great. Um, so that was probably one of my worst scenes. And the, another worst scene, because um, it's not really a scene, but it's just something that the movie does, were the, the reef transitions in between scenes. I don't know if you guys <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Like it looked like this and it will roll across the screen when we're going to another scene. And I'm like, this looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so that was mine. Um, we're seeing. Well, just, just for, because you mentioned it, just for those who haven't seen this movie or aren't aware, a lot of the Medea movies that come out in theater are actually based on the plays that were originally stage plays that were performed for years with, um, his troupe that he usually performs with certain actors and everything like that. So a lot of his movies, when you watch them, they have the feel and aesthetic of a play because that's literally what they're translated from. And uh, that's what, when I watch this movie, that's one of the things that I look for to see what transferred well, what didn't, um, and how, how I could envision it as a stage play, being as I haven't seen the stage play. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what uh, Chris is referring to. Who wants to go next? Good morning. Who wants to go next? <laughs> okay. So, um, you see, now, I agree with what you're saying about 
about Tyler Perry and everything being a stage play. However, I'm wiping my nose on camera because somebody put it back on four while I'm wiping my nose. Thanks for whoever did that. That was really nice. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. No, keep it up by all means because we're running a professional show. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Vic. Go ahead because this whole episode is sloppy. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I don't find it funny. Oh, man. Uh, Go ahead. What's your best thing? Oh, wait. No, like I was saying before. Now, um, I understand why you're saying that this, that, you know, all the Tyler Perry's play, all the Tyler Perry's movies are like his plays, but this movie was nothing like that play. Um, They went a completely different direction um, when it comes to that play, which in some senses i appreciate because the whole moral to the story is basically like you know see people for who they are um but uh the acting wasn't the best for everybody for mo for some people it was great now there's a lot of scenes that i liked especially the the scenes with medea um when she was at the convenience store in the beginning of the movie that brought me into the movie because just everything that was coming out of her mouth it was just too funny. <laughs> like, I ain't never bought Cora no, no gifts. <laughs> she just started with that whole story, and all of a sudden, Cora was seeing stars. And at the end, like, I can't say the whole thing, but that whole thing, that was great. Um, you know, and honestly, just every single scene with Medea, because Medea was just putting the truth out there. Putting the truth out there. One of my favorite scenes was when her and Larry the Cable Guy were having that little tit for tat. We're going a little back. We're going back and forth, and then she says to Connor, "She says, oh, relax, child. You're so politically correct. I know what is, what's going on.' Mm -hmm. um, I really, I really, really enjoyed that um, because you know you, you could tell that they're like pushing certain limits um, as to to things where people would, would be offended, but then just kind of like, for lack of a better phrase. But anyway, before I go long winded, um, worst scene, I uh, would have to say. Let's see. Huh. Oh, honestly, anything with the old boyfriend, man, because I just felt bad for dude. Like, he was getting hurt throughout the whole movie, man. Like, for real. Oh. I, felt, I felt bad because from the beginning, Tika calls him up. She's like, hey, can you help me with my problem? Like, hi, how are you? It's been such a long time. Oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, that's good for you for, for dumping me and marrying her, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? She's sitting there flirting with him, and then he comes with the money, and then all of a sudden, the guy, her husband, comes and taps him on the shoulder like, thanks, Mr. Friendzone. I don't think she was flirting she, with him. I think she, they had a history. She was just being yes, she friendly. She was totally being flirty. How? You, you really think of it, that she was trying yes, to flirt with him to use? No, 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 no. She was using him for what she needed him for. But in the beginning, in the beginning, she started saying all of this stuff about like, oh, good for you for dumping him, for dumping me and marrying her after he told her that she, that she was divorced. She could have clearly just said right then and there, hey, oh, no, but I got married. You know what I mean? She could have said I, something I, right there. I, I he finds out. She finds out. She find he finds out that she's married at the end of the movie after the whole situation goes down. Come on, man. She manipulated that whole situation. That's straight up. You know who that is? I don't know if anybody in here watches the haves and have nots. That is Candace Young to the T. And I don't know, maybe I'm being biased because you know, um, I watched that show and her character in that show is ruthless. But 
Um, yeah. Yeah, like mother, like daughter, man. Don't lie to your kids, and then your kids won't turn out as liars to other people. Anyway, I'm done now because I don't know who this is, but we're not going to be doing that. Um, Christmas story we're talking about in the comments, some of the, their favorite uh, holiday movies. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that you thought that they were uh, that she was flirty with him. I thought that she used them as a business transaction for what she needed. No, she definitely used them. No, and she, she, she called she, on a favor, but uh, it's none of his business that she's married. That has nothing to do with anything. And she, then, asked him, she asked him about they got into personal business. He's sitting there flirting. He's all smiley. She knows what she's doing. Come on. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. She can't sit there and act stupid. But, she knows but, exactly. let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. If um if you go for a loan, right, at a bank, and you know you're not going to get as good a deal as a friend of yours who doesn't look exactly like you, if you can get your friend to, to go in there and get that loan, secure that loan for you, you're going to do that and then fight the battle later. That's business. I, I completely understand that. That's how I took completely it. But, understand I mean, yeah. but the thing about it is, is that she went and used the past relationship in order to do that. Well, he's the one that she, left she her. Could have, he, she he could have started her. the conversation in a friendly manner and had and not bring up the past at all. But she chose to do but that. But like I said, she I got she him all hot that she was bitter, but she was bitter and she let the emotions out and we seen that we saw that scene again later on in the movie when she was uh yelling at her her husband connor for something he didn't even know about right um but uh thank you for that joel but um i think it was business and remember arguably if they hadn't spoken since he since he left her for whoever that was that, that woman that he married that he ended up getting a divorce it would it would be reasonable that she would say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna throw this in your face. You left me for her, and look, you're not even together, you know. But this is why I'm calling you. I need to secure this loan. Can you help me out? Yes or no? I th I think it's absolutely reasonable. Never once did she solicit him in in that sense, you know. So I'm gonna add my two cents in because you know that's what I do, and I, I'm, I'm gonna have to support Vic on this one. I think she knew exactly what she was doing. Let me tell you why, right? Women, you can't you can't manipulate manipulate, right? I'm a manipulator. So let's be real. She, as Vic said, alluded to the past, right? Mm -hmm. She said, "Hey, how's your uh, girlfriend doing?" Oh yeah, this is the one you dumped me for. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Oh, you're not with her anymore. Oh, okay, that's good. She lied throughout the movies. I kind of appreciate Vic's name with the facts, right? Because she lies throughout this entire movie. She was a liar, 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 pants yep. on fire. The only thing Fact. I will say is. I'll give her credit for it. Her, she plays the character so well. Shout out to One Life to Live because she's from One Life to Live. Always got to shout out myself. But I have to give her credit because she won't get the generic woman um, recast for this one because she actually <laughs> paid a character that has some personality. Sometimes in movies, the women do that. She, um, but I'll talk more about that later in my recast for this movie, but I have to give her credit for at least having that personality that she played it well. But she knew... Daggone well. Wow, that guy was blocked. I just deleted his comments. Somebody just blocked him. But uh, uh but she knew daggone well what um she was doing when she when she did that. She should if she knew that if she told, hey, I'm with someone else now, I'm married, she mm -hmm. probably wasn't gonna secure that deal. So she utilized what she had to secure the deal. I'm not hating on the woman, she I would have done the same thing, but uh she definitely did did you shake your head or what what are you doing over there, Superior? 
Because I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> but, but continue. How, how could you not agree with me? Everything I say is facts. No pun intended. I don't think she was using him in a way that was like sexual or anything yeah. like that. I don't think she. I agree. What I'm saying, when I think, had it I been um, a conversation, had he have not been male, the conversation would have pretty much been the same. She was calling up an old friend that was female that she hadn't seen for a while. They, you know, maybe you know, you know, shoot the breeze for a second, and then they get down to business about you know what the real reason for the call is. Um, so, so I'll have to disagree. But please tell us what your favorite scene is. That that's fine for you to disagree. You've been wrong before. Uh, you did. And I've also been right. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you my favorite scene. Here's my favorite scene. I, I got to give Vic credit. The uh, opening department store scene was hilarious. Yes, Patrick Stewart one was better. You're a good job. You did a good job there on popular review. Uh, but yeah, that would scene was hilarious. Medea stole. Like I mean, this is what she does on her movies. This is why she has like 30 of them. She steals like every scene, right? Uh, so I have to get credit to that. Uh, I have two favorite scenes that I want to um, point out and shout out. The first scene that I want to talk about is um, when they went to drive to go Bogart, uh, her great niece's home, and they had to stop at a gas station because she had to use the bathroom, right? And she was like, oh, these people are nice. And she sees some older gentleman mm -hmm. sitting down. And she's like, yeah, yeah, where's the bathroom? Oh, you're so pleasant, so pleasant. And then she goes inside the church because that's where he pointed. And then all of a sudden, you see all these people in white hoods just turn around and look at her. And she ran like a bat out of hell into that car while that little uh, old guy down there was uh, sitting laughing. I thought that scene was yeah, did you catch that he was laughing? Yeah, I saw it. He was like, ha ha, I set you up, you big person. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I give him credit for that. That was a good scene. My other favorite scene had to be when she was uh, watching the kids and uh, main brat that must have been a sister of the guy from uh, little kid from Jingle All the Way uh, decided that she wanted to get saucy and she wanted mm -hmm. to uh, snatch the uh, poor lady's purse. And next thing you know, she's being crucified uh in the uh classroom i i found that scene hilarious that she took care of this little kid they're like what are you doing and then he's, he's you know she just act like it's you know it's, it's tuesday uh so that's my favorite scene my worst of scenes in this movie uh which is only one really but my worst of scenes in this movie was actually the end um after when they started going to the christmas jubilee that whole scene i could have did without I could have let, yes. kept that to the imagination. I thought it was uh, actually took away from a very good movie. It wasn't a bad scene, don't get me wrong, but it was it didn't flow well with it, right? And it was a little bit far-fetched. So she says, I have an idea. Her idea is to get up and say, this guy is doing this and that, and he's just going to go with it. I mean, yeah, mind you, the guy thing. visibly on his face, I mean, he didn't want to do anything. So you can tell it's this guy was not agreeing with this. No, right? and mind you, you know, you know what pisses me off about that? What, what pisses me off about that? They got, I bet you, I bet you the dude is fired. I bet you that oh. dude is losing somehow. I bet you that dude is losing somehow. And then she just sits there, kisses him, kisses her man right in front of him. And he's all right. He got, he's all living in his feelings, right? But then his boss, and then after she says all of that, makes makes them spend all of this money because they have to do it now. Now that it was on TV, so she was smart by doing that, right? But now, but now the guy. All of a sudden, um, all of a sudden has a situation where he has to explain this or over to whoever it is that he works for, right? So now he might end but, up getting fired, but that's nothing to her. That doesn't mean anything to her. You know what I mean? That's why I feel bad for him. But at the same time, it's for, it's his fault for being S A W F T. You know what I mean? No, I right. think it's just. 
it was a breach of contract. He could have just went out of the deal, and that's it. Or he could have sued them for breach of contract. The money was spent oh, already. I mean, they can oh, do oh. that. Who knows? But the money, you know what I mean? The money's gone. The money, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we'll see. Let, let I mean, there's nothing to see. The movie's over. <laughs> no, you're done, man. Yeah, I'm one sorry, minute, Van to go. It's over. All right, cool. Yeah, but here, sorry, here, here, that, that just so here, here, I have a, I have, a, I have a rebuttal. I have a James for you. All right, this is it. This is it right. That's not so, my quote. <laughs> so here's the thing. So That's here's the thing. No, this, this, no, this one is Vic's quote. But you know, oh. anyway. So my, my rebuttal is this. I agree with you that she was manipulating him, but I don't feel sorry for him one damn bit. Okay, he he manipulated right along with her. Uh, you know, he knew what he was doing. That contract. Oh, you know. I'm not telling you what's in it. All you're going to hear is a hundred thousand dollars, and then so hey, it's, it's my career. That's what he told her. It's my career too. Mm -hmm. So this is what's mm -hmm. going to happen. All right. I, I didn't feel sorry for one bit because he manipulated that situation. He manipulated those people. He manipulated her. He manipulated. So I can't feel sorry for her because they were manipulating. They were trying to out manipulate each other. And the end of the day, the only person who's manipulating the master manipulator in this was um, the mom, Eileen. She was the only one that was manipulating everything to the point where she was perfect. Medea, unfortunately, called her out on it, but the other two. They 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 were screwing each other, and not in the sense that he wanted to be screwed. But uh, that's my best scene. That's what we're seeing. Let's go ahead to uh, James, who's using his real name today. And before you go, James, let me go ahead and uh, say a couple of comments. Sure, sure. we, we don't need to rush. Don't worry. Take your time, buddy. Make sure make sure you like, love, and share this video, and subscribe to us on YouTube channel at Popular Dot Review. Charmaine Marie says that the movie is funny is the movie is funny is Maria go Medea go to jail. The funny part is I forgot her name is the Spanish girl. That's not racist. was crazy. Say that she killed 15 men. I'm joking. Cause I know you're uh, Hispanic, but um, I, I, you know, you want to talk about exaggeration. I liked when Medea was talking about, she has to go to the bathroom sometimes at night, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times. So there's a number for you. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a Donald Trump number. Cause Trump numbers like to Trump up numbers. Uh, but anyway, he won by a lot. James, go ahead. Oh, is it me? Okay. Well, my final thought for this movie. No, I'm sorry. It's it's still best or worst stuff. I was confused by everything that was happening. Um, I actually do have a recasted. One I'll give now, and the others I'll save for when we do that segment. Since we're doing whatever we want, it's it's after ten. We do what we want, people. If you're up, you're grown. Live with it. My first recasted is to recast uh, Vic's cousin in this movie, who made that hundred thousand dollar deal that got Vic so upset. Not to mention the fact that the woman got fired first because of the, the small print. Not the lawyer who didn't read the small print, but that woman. Everybody's playing a game. It's called business. But uh, but Vic doesn't like Monopoly. So I'm recasting Monopoly and Vic's cousin from this movie. All right, Vic, I'm sorry. Your cousin's been recasted. Now, to my best of, a lot of them were mentioned. Vic mentioned uh, the back and forth with Medea and Connor's parents. You know why I like that? Because... Working class people will always speak to you and they'll tell you either I like you or I don't. It's not going to be this, you know, cat and mouse game. It's not going to be the false smiles. It's going to be I like you. I'm cool with you or I'm not. Right. And Medea and um, especially the dad, uh, I forget his name, but played by Larry the Cable Guy. They had that back and forth. And when you know someone, as Chrissy says, she's known Chris for a decade, which is a really long time, Chris, to know somebody. But it's a back and forth. It's a shorthand. You don't have to finish the sentence. People know where you're going, right? And that's what they were doing. They were uh, trading jabs as friends often do. And I love that because it's so true to life. And what do I always say? I love things that are true to life. So I love that aspect. Another thing Chris mentioned was Lucy on the cross. 
I thought Medea knew that the girl took her purse already. So I was waiting for her to just walk over there and choke her. But when they cut back to the scene and and she's like, I mean, not just on the cross, but she has the Christmas lights on the cross and she's gagged. And the fact that she's a thief. And if you know that, you know, what happened, Jesus is surrounded by two thieves, as Medea said in her version of the Christmas story earlier in the movie. Um, Sorry, Mary it's so funny because she literally has this girl on the cross. And I mean, like, who would do that? But of course, in a Medea movie, they're going to do that because it's so outrageous. It's almost like we were talking in another episode, I forget which movie it was, about the difference of you can get away with certain things in live action that you can't in animation. But in this movie, much like in The Spy Who Shagged Me, it's so over the top that you allow for certain things that you wouldn't normally allow in other movies. And that was very cartoonish to me, like something you would see in a cartoon, but I loved it in this. And, and it didn't break the rules of this Medea world, so to speak, right? The only thing, and this is to transition into uh, some of the bad that I didn't like. Again, I agree with Chris. And that's my problem with Christmas or holiday movies, however you wanna do it. The overly simplistic wrap of the plot. Right. That's not a thing that because I, I go on Fox five because they're live downtown and I'd say, hey, this rich man by the name of so and so agreed to, to pay for my my student loans. He's now on the hook for my student loans. No, I still sign that contract. I'm on the hook. That rich man is going to go to his rich house and I'm going to go to my apartment. And that's how the movie's going to end. It's not that the town is saved and I got my job back because I'm so clever. If that's the case, I'm walking in front of every studio. I see every camera and saying that this rich person is going to give me a car. This one is going to give me a house. Oprah, she's going to pay for all my bills for the rest of my life. That's not a thing. And that's what holiday movies do so much. And it drives me crazy because, as I said earlier, it's not true to life. And I'd rather feel realistically, because there are ups and downs in life, then feel warm and fuzzy. I don't know what the terms are, like I've just drink hot chocolate because it's November, December. That's not reality for me. I don't, I don't really like that. Another thing that I didn't mention though on the best of is I like the cameos. The thing about Tyler Perry that I'm always going to give him credit for and I'm never going to bash him for is he employs a lot of people from the community. Now, of course, every film employs, depending on the size of it, thousands of people, right? In the news now, they're talking about Tom Cruise yelling because the movie is employing thousands of people. Tyler Perry, he films in Atlanta. He uses a lot of the same actors. That means that's guaranteed money. And in Hollywood, they'll tell you, even unless you become an A-list actor, right, that you can make money, a lot of money, and then wait for like a year or two years, they're constantly working. When people first get in the movie, they still have their regular job because they don't know if this thing is going to last. And the fact that he constantly employs these people and he literally changes their life. And if they invest their money properly, he can take them up to a different tax bracket. The fact that he makes these cheap movies, as people like to degrade him on. Right. But he used the profits from that to open up his own studio on the grounds of a former Confederate plot. I will not denigrate that man nor his films. And as I said earlier, a lot of his films are based on plays. If you understand, and not plays like Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare, those style, but plays like we would see in the old days, we would call the Chitlin Circuit, right? And I don't say that to be in a pejorative sense. I say it in the pride sense, in the black tradition, right? 
these are plays where there's interact interaction with the audience. As Vic said earlier, some of the things he doesn't get. When you watch the plays, if you don't know those black historical references, it won't make sense to you. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. It doesn't mean that it's not well done, but he's speaking to an audience. How many times can you go to a play and say that they're speaking to you? Right? So I won't do that. In this movie, they had two people that I that I said, oh, wow, I can't believe it's them. I'm not talking about the main cast, like we would say, Larry the Cable Guy or anybody like, or Kathy and Jamie, like that. But at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, I saw Kimberly Wilkins. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right? Uh -huh. When everybody was knocking her and everything like that, he put her in a movie. You know what that means? And gave her a speaking part. That means she's a member of SAG. That means she's guaranteed income. He did the same thing for Antoine Dotson, right? Hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your husband. It's one thing to say something, and you got a lot of people who talk a lot of mess, but none of them have done, I would imagine, a quarter or a fraction of what Tyler Perry has done. So I really respected that he did that. Not only did they have a walk-on role, they had a, a speaking, which put them in SAG, which put them part as part of the union. They are not set, but they have guaranteed income. And that's just on in front of the camera. He shot that in Atlanta. That's money in businesses and local businesses in Atlanta, right? And we can denigrate and say, oh, it doesn't look like a, like a Michael Bay feature who has $250 million from a studio that would never give somebody like Tyler Perry, never give something like that to Spike Lee, never give something like that to Denzel Washington. These are A-list people. Tyler Perry used his own money, and you can say whatever you want. And I'm and 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 I say this because people have said it. Oh, I don't like him dressing up as a woman. Why does he have to denigrate himself? You know what? People denigrate themselves all the time. All these rappers and everything like that, and they make these liquor commercials. They buy these gold chains. <coughs> he dressed up as Medea, a character who is supposed to be the audience or the wisdom, the sage character, the muses, right? The th the three witches as Shakespeare has in his plays, right? And he made himself a billionaire and he made people around him millionaires and he worked himself up from homelessness. That's to be lauded and commended. And that's one of my best of, we're gonna go on to uh, quotables if we have time, if we're not gonna go to the first commercial. All right, then let's go ahead to the first commercial break. We'll be right back. Of, um, and I know it's not recasted. I wasn't a fan. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of St. Nicholas. His name is. Uh, and then he's facing Angelico, who's accompanied by Jack Evans. H2O. Um, yeah, and, and no, it's the hybrid two, not H2O. Oh. <laughs> I called them H2H for month, as I said earlier. So it's not just. But don't, don't H2O sound like this really cool 2000 boy band? Because don't you do that for Retribution Day? They're, they're the Backstreet Boys. Wouldn't H2O be like UFO? Was, I don't know. I'm trying to. Take... I, I, I lost myself in, in that. No, that song will do it to you. No, that song will do it. Because I was going to say, am I the only one? Yeah. yeah. Am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We, we, uh, now we know our karaoke. Back streets, back, all right. 
<laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, and we're back. I was worried about that backstreet song. Like, oh, oh, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> but we are back into our next segment, which is going to be quotables, which is where we pick our favorite quotes from the movie. So I believe the one who's always the most prepared for this segment is Vic. Yes. So he should go first. Okay, definitely is. Yes. Sure. All right, so I only have two, you know, in the uh, sake of saving time. All right, so um, child says, does Santa really work at the North Pole? Medea says, uh, no, he don't work at the, he, he don't work. He lays on the couch. He drinks all day. He trifling. I pay all the bills. He kind of like your mama. Now, bye, next. And then my second one is one that pretty much just wraps up the movie. Every generation sees a little less division and a little more minds and open hearts. I think we should be happy and proud that our kids are our kids, our children see people as people. Uh, yeah, that was from Connor's mom. Nice. And I, you know, there's a there's a thousand more quotes, but I'll keep it at that before I get long winded. This was a very funny movie. There's not exactly, I would say, the most memorable ones, but there's some that's like, wow, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, and so I agree. I, you know, unless you want to go for Nessie or, or James, I'll actually take it. Because um, I, I liked one line, which was, oh, I like two lines. I have two quotes. Uh, one quote is the one, damn, I just had it. That's very embarrassing. I always forget. Um, oh. <laughs> okay, so this is when she got fired. Uh, at the department store, right? And they're like, you can go ahead and leave now. I'm going to mail you your check, right? <laughs> she was like, she was like uh -uh. I didn't mail you my work. You're not going to mail me my check. I hate the word finna, and I hear it all the time down here in Florida. I hate that word, but it's so funny. And I actually first heard her say that, and it wasn't she was actually, Tyler Perry was actually playing a man in this one, but it's from one of his plays. Where he said the same thing, and I always die. Is that, is that, uh, is that a class reunion? It is class reunion, yes, yeah. it is. I, that's my favorite one. That is it's hilarious. Is that a movie or is it just a play? That, that, it's, it's both, but it's it's, 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 we're talking about the play, though. Sometimes the play is funnier. Like, Medea goes yeah. to jail. Is somebody um uh, showed me that? It's my first Medea, and mm -hmm. that was just so funny. I died laughing. I've been a fan mm -hmm. ever since. I was yeah, crying. You will cry through that. It's yeah, hilarious. It, it, it's, it's hilarious. But when I hear I I mail you my work, you ain't mailing me my check. It's just it's just hilarious to me. Facts. So I, I have to give credit uh, for that line. The other line, uh, and I mean this seriously, and I don't mean to offend anybody when I say this, but um, who would move to Alabama? I I, I just I just. <laughs> I don't know who would move to Alabama. So anybody watching Alabama, I'm sorry. I just don't understand why somebody would, would actually get up and move to Alabama willingly. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I cannot <laughs> sanction his quote, but I am laughing in all honesty. Because it's the truth. Like, who, who said, hey, I'm moving. Where are you moving to? Alabama. What? Alabama. Are you serious? Like, who like, chooses to? The only way I move to Alabama you, is you not to get out of land. For, for for a cheaper price, would you do it? So, so yeah. you're telling me the yes. Plus plan has plenty of yes. places they can hang me? 
they have plenty of trees. They can hang me down there in Alabama. That's yeah. what you're talking about, all that land. No, no I'm not I'm going not for the lynching. I'm not you going go, for the lynching. You go to Alabama, you go right to that church. You go right to that church where Medea saw all those people. Clifton Brown yeah. says, my favorite poem is tell her your mother spit it out, girl, before I push the hell out of you and put your teeth down your throat. I remember that. Exactly. I like that one. I like that line. See, go ahead. Take that that was the best part of the movie. Well, I'll let James take it because he wants to challenge the throne of uh, the most prepared for quotables. <laughs> there, there, is, there is no competition. Is no competition. No, but you have your notes. You have your James notes ready. He has his quotes normally ready, so he has it prepared. The reason I come to Edge is given slightly too big is because, of course, he puts it in the banners so you can see it as he's seen it. But, uh, you know, James always has it ready and to go. And, you know, sometimes Vic is doing it as we're talking, kind of like me with recasting. <laughs> so, I, I, you know. But anyway, give credit to James for being prepared. You're the yeah, king. I'm letting him go. Vic can have his kingdom, and I can have my kingdom. Chrissy, why are you trying to cause division? I'm, not, I'm just saying. I mean, you didn't want to give her the queen of recastic, so she has the queen of recastic. You have the queen. I'm sorry, you're the king of best of oh, worst. Oh, have you have you seen my shots Have you seen my recastic? What is She's my recastic from last week? Are you challenging? Who did I recast Q as? Who did I recast Q? Ladies and gentlemen, go watch Skyfall, our Skyfall episode. My Q recast was spot on. <laughs> okay. I try to block that. Trey Marquis. Trey Marquis. Thank you. Trey. You um, I, I can't, I can't Asian. say that. He sounds Asian. Is he Asian? Trey, Trey is definitely an African American name. I, that's the joke, Chris. Come down. Oh, okay. Joke. <laughs> it killed itself. It was it, it, no, it was it funny. Was, it was Trey laughing because he, he knew he was black like me. So he, he was laughing. Chrissy, do you want to give your quote? Go ahead. I'll let you go first because you have your notes. <laughs> All right. This one is uh Lucy again, who was who was strung up on the cross, literally. Um, I know the answer, Medea. I I know the teacher. I didn't ask you, loved it. <laughs> I have used that. As Chris says, he likes to use quotes that he uses in real life. I have used that. I didn't ask you. I don't care what it is. I didn't ask you. I'm not talking to you. Be quiet. Um, what's your medicine? Five milligrams of don't choke that hoe. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. Hold on, because somebody's screaming at me. I'm getting ready to shake the hell out of her. You know, not to not to be racist to black people, but you can't tell me you have not met a person like that. That's so true to life. You're the consumer. You're the consumer, and you walked up to one of them, and they're like, "Hello, you guys see me in the middle of something? Like, what are you doing?" And then they hit you with that, "I'm going on break." Like, I, you can't tell me you've not experienced something like that. <laughs> you won't be able to read this, but if somebody takes a screenshot, you see my best stub now. People often think, oh, I'm just green with Chris because we go way back. I mean, Chrissy's known him for 10 years, but I can't remember how long I've known Chris for, but at least a year, right, Chris? 23 years. Oh, 23 years. It's not a competition. You're the queen of recasting. Don't worry, Chrissy. You're doing well. You're doing great. But right there on the top, literally one of my favorite, my best of that I didn't say is when the woman walks up to her and she's talking to Eileen and clearly she's training, she's learning something. I'm busy. Here comes this lady. Can you help me? I love that because I don't care what job you're at. You could be sweating. You could be lifting up the side of the building. There's going to be a customer that comes up. Hey, are you busy? Can you help me? And they want you to say, sure, Merry Christmas. How are you doing? 
and I always have that deadpan look at them. Chris is always often there looking at me laughing because he knows I want to curse them out. But I'm also <laughs> professional at work. I'm dead serious. If he's doing you that favor today. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Another quote when Medea again is in the in the department store and she's passing, she's passing some customers and she sees two Asians and she goes, Origato, Origato. Now it's wrong. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I laugh at wrong things all the time. It was hilarious yeah, to me. Wrong, because, that was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's wrong, but I still laugh. I'm a working class person and I laugh at racism. You want to know why? Because America's racist. Let's not act you know, like it is. You know what, you know what Vic laughs at? Because okay. I've known Vic a long time too. Vic yeah. laughs at fat shaming. So let's let's talk about how uh, that woman came and asked for lingerie. Uh, That's my about- <laughs> Let me read the quote. That is in my quote. Here it is right at the bottom. I'm going to read it how how it goes, okay? I'm looking. This is the woman that said, excuse me, can you help me, by the way, okay? So remember, I'm looking for woman's lingerie. Honey, who the lingerie for? Well, for me, of course. I don't know about you wearing the lingerie. Those days are over. (laughs) Somebody should have told you that. That is The lingerie is for young people with tight, firm stuff. You are so rude. You are so no, you're the one that's rude anytime you bring lingerie to a man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I have been Medea when I've told people so matter of factly that I had to laugh because it's I know you shouldn't say it because tactfully you shouldn't say it, but it's the truth. Why is she buying lingerie? She knows those days are over. There's no part of an erection, I'm sorry, that her husband's gonna have at seeing her walk through the bedroom door in lingerie. What what part of her does he want to see in lingerie? No, that's not happening. You should just act, Chrissy. You're not a man. This is. I hate to say it. Please be quiet. You're not a man. You don't know what you're talking about. Your husband doesn't want to see after a certain category for for BBWs. That's true. No, 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 no. There's a difference between BBW and elderly. There's a whole category for (laughs) much. No, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. And 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 a young, bigger woman, is still preferable over a geriatric. I don't care how women feel about that. That's a fact. It doesn't make sense. Nobody's looking at, nobody wants to see an octogenarian wearing lingerie. Those days are over. You can still be attractive. Your husband could still want you, but do it in, the, in as an 80-year-old would. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got to play their part. I don't know why you're drinking water, Chrissy. You're not 80 years old. Relax, relax. Trey says Can you I look beautiful. Trey, what is it? Trey Marquise, the Asian, says you look beautiful. Relax, Chrissy. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. C's boyfriend would be very happy if she went out to the lingerie store. Yeah, she's not 80 <laughs> years old. She's not 80 years old, but I bet you this. She's she not. And she look and she look and she looks like an 80 year old. He's gonna say, "Baby, don't do it." He's gonna say, "Baby, don't do it." You won't be holding your hands closely either. Who's that? That go? That's Trey Marquis. You let him speak. That's my last quote. My last quote before Chrissy goes because I'm sure she has a lot of them. This is when they're in the car, right? And they and this is after they see the clan in the bathroom and they pull up to the house that looks like it has all the work done on it, right? And and they're scared to get out the car. And the, the women tell the guy, hey, get out the car. And he's looking like, I, I really don't want to do it, right? 
This is Vic's cousin, right? <laughs> and Medea goes to Vic's cousin. Hold on, what you worried about, son? Somebody got to live to tell the story. Tell them, what, <laughs> tell them what happened to you. Somebody's got to be an activist. Somebody's got to call Sharpton. Now, let me say this. I have said that before. I kid you not. Here's why. True story. There's a place in Maryland that everybody goes to. It's this old abandoned psychiatric hospital, right? And before they put up this fencing and they had all the security guards and the cameras and everything, everybody would go there and they would break into this. Now, I can't tell you what kind of level of crazies are living there now because they have nowhere else to go. But I said, hey, to my friend who happened to look like the palm of my hand and not the back of my hand. He says, do you want to go? I said, sure. I've never been there. I'll go and look at it. We get there. Of course, it's the middle of the night because we don't want to get caught by whatever security they have. And it's overgrown with ticks and rats and crazies lying in the field waiting. And he gets out and he says, hey, you coming? I said, no. And leave the, leave the keys in the ignition. I'll wait here in the car for you and you can go in there and take pictures and show me. All I wanted to do was see the outside. Now, why did I stay in the car? Because if something happened to him and he screamed out, hey, James, help me. He knows I'm not going in there to help him. <laughs> he didn't have to go in there. He chose. No, I, I tell you up front. I want you to know. But I always make this promise. I'll tell them that you went out like a champion. I won't tell them that you cried. I'll tell a good story at your funeral. But I won't be in the casket in the next room waiting with you. No, I'm going to live. I'm going to tell that story. And I'm going to tell him you went out like a champ because that's what a friend does, right? You make a stupid decision. I'll watch you do it. I'll watch because I've never seen somebody do stupid stuff like that in front of me. But I'm not going to join you. I'm not going to join you. And I'll tell people you went out like a G. You didn't pee on yourself, nothing like that. I live to tell it. So that is why I love this movie and why I like the quotes that Medea said because it's so true. It's so true to life. Another thing, and I just wrote one of them. Every time that Connor's parents said Medea's name, it was always something different. And it kept cracking me up because she kept getting so frustrated that they couldn't say Medea. And she would literally tell them and they would say some other random name. And it just kept cracking me up. And so like they were like, good morning, Mrs. Mandela. <laughs> you know, just stupid stuff. Nice to meet you, medium. <laughs> <laughs> And it just cracked me up. Other sides, and I know I'm I'm going long, but it is just when they go to Larry the Cable Guy, they say, You need to stop telling those jokes. You're no Jeff Foxworthy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> obviously they're friends, they're part of the 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 what is it, the blue collar comedy tour. And another one when they said Eileen was backed up with gas and, and, and the one goes, Oh, it's heartburn. He says, Heartburn, you need to have that prolet prolet ATZ. Oh, and I'm laughing because obviously he, yeah, he, he does the commercials, but the look that on his face is the same look he does in the commercials. And I'm like, when they when they break the curtain, I love it. It's stupid, goofy stuff like that. And he goes, you need to do, you need to do the prowess at ATC. It's just goofy, stupid fun, but I loved it and I laughed at it. And yeah, I enjoyed it. That was my quotes. Chrissy, take it. So one of the ones, you just, the last one I had, that one, uh, yeah, you should try to probably take ATZ because I thought it was funny because I knew he was this yeah. one person. I thought it was, it was, it was a cute little edit. Um, my other one was, um, this is Christmas. You got to be nice to people. Pass it on. Niceness. Nice little quote. Christmas movie. I thought it was cute. And the other one I added because it just seems so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's after the truth comes out about 
Um, the daughter is married to Connor and the mom is, you know, she's upset. And she goes over to mom and says, mom, I know that dad was killed by a white man on Christmas. <laughs> and she says it so earnest, like, like, like it's so goofy. It's like, what the, what is going on here? And then it came out that, you know, that was a lie. Mm-hmm. So it was just so random. I had to write it down for one of my and it, and it was such a, like, like of all the lies, like that's a huge right. thing to say. Like, and to ruin someone's Christmas, imagine you, my dad died on Christmas. <laughs> Can you imagine? By a white man. Right. Like, yeah. That that was messed up. Eileen is villain of this of this uh, movie. No, she she really is. She's been bitter with white people ever since. Bigoted by a white woman. Actually, I consider Eileen and um the woman, the the daughter, a villain in this movie because she could have solved most of these problems by just telling the truth. Exactly. Facts. She's been manipulated. I mean, no, but you know what? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know what I mean? She learned how to. I don't know. I don't. I don't. We will not villainize every woman in every movie. So, so (laughs) did she? Did she flirt with you too? Like, are you? You seem to have a personal bias. (laughs) No, it's not that. It's not that. No, my whole thing was it's just that. Look, the mother's a liar, so the daughter's a liar. You know what I mean? They got no problem. They got no problem running around and lying to everybody. And look, and look, and look, and look, and the thing about it is that the kid and look, they got it to the point where. Because I felt bad, I felt bad for the guys. It's not even about the fact that she's a female. I felt bad for the guys because number one, the husband, the husband is just sitting there and taking it. The mo- and he and they involved the husband, the in-laws, everybody. You got this other guy involved in your lives. You could have just clearly told the truth. And all of this shit happened. Why? Because your mother lied to you a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Come on now. And you picked up the all over bullshit. The realest person in that movie was Medea. You know what I mean? That, that, that was she was the realest person. That's what I love about it. Because she sat there and just told everybody the truth, and like if they would have listened, then they would have understood that that whole situation would have been totally different. I mean, clearly they did it for the movie, but you know what I mean. Like if she didn't lie, if the mother didn't lie from the beginning and just start that pattern, then hey, look, look. I mean, look, and mind you, she told her daughter when she was a little girl that her that her father, um, that her father got killed by a white by by a white man. When really all she did, she's just bitter because she got left by another woman. And, and wonder, you know what I mean? Wonder, and mind you, like, hey, fine, it doesn't matter that she was white. You know what I mean? The bottom line is, is that it was just another woman. You know what I'm oh, saying? So, goodness. like, hey, <laughs> it's not, I mean, I, like, yo. I can't wait till you recast it, Vic. I'm just letting you know I can't wait for you recast it. Let's go ahead to our uh, uh, next one. Which no, is I don't the, even have recast. I don't even have anything crazy like today for my recast. Uh, uh, so you don't do you have not have a recasted at all? No, I do. I do. That's just okay. you know I have. Like, well, you go ahead. You you start it up. You start it up. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, clearly, you know, because these people were mentioned in the movie, I just found it very funny, and I really wondered how they would be in those roles. So basically, for Larry the Cable Guy, um, my recast is this person. And for Connor's uh, mom, that, can, we, can we see it before you take it away? Oh, you didn't see it. For, for the ones that are listening, for the people who are listening, that's Jeff Foxworthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I forget, sometimes I keep forgetting that we have this. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jeff Foxworthy because I feel like it's very fitting. I think that he would do the role very well, clearly, um, in this situation. And then um, also. For the mom, uh, Reba, Reba? McIntyre, yeah, yeah, I could see that one. 
Yeah, they, yeah, I they mean, did mention her. They mentioned her, but I also see they also how, mentioned their password. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like I also see how they she Reba could definitely fit that role. And I think that Reba could do it very, very, very well. She had the uh, wig on the whole movie. That's look at her hair. Yeah. She had the- <laughs> but the yeah, interesting thing about that, I'll say, is that, that Reba and Jeff Foxworthy, they, they look like the more upper class version of Larry the Cable Guy and Kathy and the Jamie's character. They yes. were very, very working class, salt of the earth people. You know what I yeah. mean? And Jeff Foxworthy and Reba look like they have a little bit more money or wealth to them. <clears throat> but I, I could see them as a recast, though, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, so yeah, I, I'm done. Just get it, you know. I, I like those recasted. I, I can get down with that. It wasn't um, a bad one for, for once, Vic. It wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go next because I only have one recasted. Um, I couldn't think of who I wanted to recast in the movie um, as I was watching it. So I said, okay, what, what would I replace this? With and I said I'll just replace this with a better Christmas movie, which is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <coughs> so I replace uh, a, a Medea Christmas in your in your DVD uh, library with Jingle All the Way, which is a superior, see the superior Christmas movie. That is my recast, ladies and gentlemen. Save your applause, Chris. Do you, okay. Yeah, I'll save it. Chris, do you mind if I go next? <laughs> No, because I'm a crucified jingle all the way. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to start with my recast by a quote from Black Panther. Except from King, I'll say, is this your queen? <laughs> is this your queen? This is the recast the queen, yes. False. So, you know, <laughs> I watched this movie, and you're going to wonder, why would you recast it? Because, obviously, the Reba and the Jeff uh, Foxworthy, they were so on point. And usually, James, you recast based on who they look like to you, and, and they remind you of somebody else. But then I said to myself, there was something very familiar about a movie. And I couldn't, re- I said, I'm watching this movie and it reminds me of something else. And it's so familiar. It's so close. It's on the tip of my tongue. And I'm like, I see this one. Mm-hmm. I see that one. Mm-hmm. And I see that one. And then I remember, oh, that's what it is. It's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And if I had the power to do anything and recast anything, I would recast The Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi, and The Force Awakens, never make them, and just keep it this, the original trilogy. What? And that's my recast it. If I could recast anything in the world, that's my Christmas wish. It would be that these movies never existed. Uh-huh. The first one wasn't And bad. they just kept it like that. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is Star Wars. That's my recast it. Thank you. Beautiful. What? But I'll have to I'll have to say okay, that me, the first one wasn't bad. The plot of The Force Awakens is copied from Star Wars. Yes, it is, which is why I wasn't bad. The Last <laughs> Jedi. Excuse me, Chrissy. It wasn't that bad. The first one. Uh, Chrissy, the other, the other ones are horrible. The other two doesn't know what she's talking about. Bad. No, it's just the Last the, Jedi. Wait, what does that have to bad. do with the Medea movie? 
No, I said I enjoyed Nothing. the idea. I said my Christmas wish would be to recast these movies. See, ah, yeah. my bad. See, I didn't understand. Chrissy is understand. Chrissy is defending these the these new trilogy of movies. No, I'm not defending the trilogy. I'm saying the first one wasn't that bad. I, I, I have a recommendation. How about we go more into depth when we actually get to Star Wars? Because I'm sure we're going to be reviewing that sooner or later. I, I got your Christmas wish. What other recasting do you have? I, I, I got to watch. And I don't understand. No, see, I, this is, I, see, this I, is I, why I, you got to watch things. This is why you need to see all the bonds. I can't find the picture. And this is why. I, I, I don't but understand I why this book was Do you have the picture it. I sent you last week? Where's that picture at? Do you have it? I sent you a picture uh, last week for my recast. Where is it? Last week. No, I'm, not, I'm not. No. Last week's episode. Who? Are you talking about uh, Casino Royale? I mean, Skyfall? Yes. Do you have my uh, recast? Why isn't it up there? We have teacup in there. Why isn't my recast? My cue recast. I want to use that because, picture because we're not going to disrespect. We're not going to disrespect people, and and you know we don't I, do that here. Hold up. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. So this is acceptable. I didn't recast the little boy who could sing as this. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't recast the husband of the of of Eileen's daughter as this one. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. The mayor. I didn't do that. I could, and I'd be right. But I didn't, and I can't have the picture up there saved. But we have silhouette. This is not Miss, right. miss Silhouette. Not right, Don't forget the Miss. I want you to know there is a, a, a concerted effort to keep me down. Anyway, Chris, you can go with your lame recast, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, bringing dignity back to the recast segment, and I'm going to start off with this young lady right here, because Eileen played that mom, and what? Other person can play that mob, everybody's mom in every black movie, and that would be Loretta. I'll give Devon. you that. You know, right. I was she thinking about it. Dang, they could have pulled her wig up some more, though. Dang, how you picked that picture? Hey, thanks for <laughs> thanks for calling her out like that. You the one who picked it. But I didn't pick it. No, I was thinking. Chris. No, I said he was. He's the one who picked. But I was Doesn't thinking matter. about her. But I saw she was in another <laughs> Medea movie when I googled her. So it's like okay, she couldn't be. She's casting. in every movie. She just she just plays the same character in every movie. So uh, you know she could have been in that too. Let's go ahead and talk about this. And it's funny that James mentioned this guy because for the longest time in this movie, he actually Thank was you. getting recasted. You know, Stone was recasted. That's fine. But then in the last couple of scenes he had, he actually grew a set. So he actually got out of this. He was no longer going to be recasted as that. Instead. He just became this. <laughs> any regular Joe Blow. He could have put any person in that role and it would have been just the same because he did right. not do jack crap in this movie except for kind of just take it. Mm-hmm. Right? He Mr. was just farmhand. That's what I was about to say. But that's that was part of his character movie. arc. He had to, you know, start yeah. with like art. There was no and that's why, and that's was, why he was, Yes, it was because he was like that. Even his father mentioned that he was very timid, never spoke up for himself. That's which not art. That's, he was, that's a straight line, Chrissy. Where, where, where you say because he started to stick up for himself and, you know, he beat up his bully and, and all of that jazz and stood up to yeah. this. Is not Chicago. This is not Chicago. And two, he, he hit a man one time. That does not mean he's grown a set. And he it said up to the mother one time. Sit up to the mother. And then he kissed uh he kissed uh that girl in front of uh, the other dude. So that's what he, that's when he graduated. He graduated <laughs> a female from a female. No, but then at the end, at the end, she, said, she was like, he's gentle as a lamb. Did I, did I, I trigger you? He loves me. 
Yeah, he's calling. He No, no, no. Mind you, here's the thing. No, the thing is, it's not even that. It's just that she, she's Candace. You have to look up Candace Young. That's all I gotta say. This mayor right here needed to be recasted too. Now James yes. mentioned earlier that <laughs> he could have been this guy, right? And I, I, I recognize that, but we don't want too many of them running around. That would be a kennel. So instead, I said, hey, who else could be this? Instead of recasting the person portraying this character, how about we just fire the mayor? Because I don't feel like he was running the city anyway. Instead, I feel like this person was running the city. Yeah. This guy who was like 23, 24 years old, what behind the ears, was how? How what? He was in One Tree Hill like forever ago. This is a, a seasoned man. Your character he was playing in this movie. Here we go. Here we go. Chris, let her salivate. Let her salivate. I'm not here salivating. I don't think he's that attractive personally. But I'm saying he, I don't, you said he he's was a in grown, One Tree Hill. You call him? He's a seasoned man. That's what you called him, right? He's a seasoned man. He's not a 23-year-old. His, his, his attractiveness or whether he puts proper salt and pepper on his chicken is irrelevant to me. So I'm you think he's he looks just like Kevin Costner like that, Chris? You think he looks like this Kevin guy, Costner? This guy was running city. You don't know who Kevin Costner is? This guy, this guy, this guy, okay, if I can finish my recast it. So this guy right here wouldn't make a move without this guy telling him what to do, right? If this guy, if this guy said, hey, we need a, uh, we need a Christmas uh, Jubilee, he says no. And so this guy came with his MAGA hat and said, no, we need, we need a Jubilee. If this guy says, hey, I need you to fire uh, that woman, uh, that chocolate woman, he wouldn't do it until he says, you need to fire that chocolate woman. Then he says, okay, I'm sorry. It looks like uh, mm-hmm. I can't do it. the picture. To be doing. Right? Put his picture back up. One tree hill. Hold on. Put the, oh, uh, the one tree hill. He looked like he I mean, you, you need to fire that though, chocolate woman. <laughs> you need to fire At the same that time, <laughs> at the same time, you living in Alabama and poinsettias is the only thing, the only crop that you're going to, that you, that you're going to move. Poinsettias is the only thing that you're gonna move. Come on now, man. You could have put you could have used that land for something else. You better shoot fly with that, all of that bullshit. He should have he should have planted something else and stopped with the BS. And now he's sitting here trying to come up to Connor and tell Connor not to plant no corn. Connor, plant that corn, Connor. Get out of here. I don't know. I don't know what you want today, Vic. You you've been like on fire with every single thing. Let's go ahead and get ready. My back, you know what? I'm just in a little back pain because I shoveled a lot of stuff. That's all it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody (laughs) else told me that. Somebody else told me that earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna come back with our recasting. We'll be right back after this uh two commercial breaks. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. Final thoughts. 007 is on a worldwide manhunt. The body count is going up. And where Bond stops to visit, he leaves his mark. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this edition of Unpopular Review. While you're at it, why don't you give us a follow on these beautiful social media platforms known as Facebook and Twitter, Unpopular Review. But there's another one. Give us a follow on Instagram. We got funny pictures, we got updates, and we have things where we tell you everything that's going on. So why don't you give us a follow on Instagram at unpopular.review. And now, back to the show.
All right, so we are back, and we're gonna go into our final thoughts. So well, first of all, let's let's make sure that we wish everybody a happy holiday next week, as we are here at Unpopular Review. Um, normally, we do Black Lightning on Saturday. We're gonna have to postpone that for one week. And uh, next Tuesday, our Christmas edition was actually going to be on Tuesday, uh, which is going to be the Krampus. That's going to be our final one, which is that man upstairs pick. Merry Christmas. And then uh, next Thursday, it's not going to be a live version, but an exclusive, an exclusive YouTube video version of the next Bond movie, which is going to be Live and Let Die. We decided to extend it for two episodes uh, for the holidays as we close out the year. But next Thursday, um, exclusively to YouTube, uh, we will upload our live and let die version of unpopular review. So now let's go ahead and get to our final quick, segment. Somebody wants to get smart, Alec. Quick question for live and let die. Is there any way we could watch it on Facebook? If there any way, if I upload it, <laughs> if I upload it on Facebook, yes, but it's going to be exclusively oh, on YouTube I missed that. on I missed Christmas it. Eve. Doctor, we can no, put the link. You don't have to put the link in Facebook. But yeah, we will put the link up, but it will be exclusively on YouTube. That is Live and Let Die, the Roger Moore James Bond, his first attempt at James Bond out of seven, uh, which is the record for James Bond. But it will be Live and Let Die coming up next Thursday, exclusively, exclusively on YouTube. Will it be advertised on Facebook? It will definitely still be advertised on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> okay, but only we can only watch it exclusively on YouTube. Final thoughts. Let's go to our final thoughts. Vic, take it away. <laughs> okay, so here was my problem, right? Now, it's not that like um anti these women. It's just that number one, Tika Sumter. Tika Sumter is beautiful. And she is a great actress, and in 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 a lot of movies actually, but then more, more than anything in the haves and live. the have-nots. One life to live, and one life to live. Thank so you. So now in, in the haves and the have-nots, she's Candace Young, and she's just this ruthless person, mm -hmm. right? And like every time I look at her eyes, I look at her face. This is just what I see. You understand? So now they put her in this movie and they make her this goody goody two shoes and whatever. And then and then she's just doing all this conniving things and lying to everybody and all of that. It's Candace Young. You know? So the whole point of this and my whole thing is she got it from her mama. You know why? Because her mama's a liar. Her mama done lied to her about 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 a whole situation that she didn't want to say anything about. Okay, your your father left her for a white woman. You know what I mean? So now you've been mad at white people ever since, just like Medea said. That ain't right. That ain't right. But at the end, everything turned out all right. She held Connor's hand, and now she's happy because she knows that she loves her daughter. But still, like, you shouldn't have been lying. Stop the lies. Stick to the facts. That's it. Don't lie to your kids. Final thoughts. But thumbs up. All right, so final thought about this movie. Hmm, okay, so about the, the 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 actress who played the daughter, I haven't seen her in that other movie or other, what's that thing you just mentioned? Um, the Haves the and the Have-Nots. Have yeah. I haven't seen her in that. I haven't seen her in One Life to Live. 
Only thing I've recognized her from is from Sonic. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> where what she was also in another interracial relationship and she was also playing like a like a, a sweet hearted kind of character um, kind of I didn't like that movie she also was in an interracial relationship oh okay this is a, a ongoing thing <laughs> but um so that's Actually, where yeah. I recognize her I didn't like Sonic if you uh spoiler alert but go ahead and watch the episode anyway link in bio <laughs> but um this movie I personally thought it was a little corny. Um, I thought that, you know, some of the things like the transitions, transitions that I mentioned earlier were like a little amateurish, which is if this is like one of his later films, I'm, I, I don't see why that was added. I understand if it was a play, but there are better transitions that could have happened, you know, because now it, it's a, it's in a different format. You can't have everything be reminiscent of the play if it's in another format. I don't really think that worked that well as far as slow transition. But um, similar to other movies that I reviewed with Judge Dredd and um, Tales in the Hood, I had to take a step back. I said, okay, I personally may not enjoy this movie all that much, but the people who go to see it would they enjoy this movie? Is this something that is marketable for that, for their intended group? And because of that, and because I also watched with my boyfriend and he loved this movie. <laughs> so he must be the intended audience. So I told him I would give him a thumbs up and I will go ahead and give it a thumbs up for that reason. It, it does what it needs to do. If that's the kind of movie you're looking for, go see it. Thumbs up. And your boyfriend also gives a thumbs up because he has good taste. Not just because he's dating you, but because you like this movie. So shout out yeah, to him. Yeah. Kudos to him. James, it's on you. Oh, it is a good thing that the Eastern Shoreboard is snowed in because we are incredibly late this evening and we don't have anything else to do. I mean, I have to get back to work. But anyway, about this movie. Last week, during my pick Skyfall, Chris gave that movie a thumbs down. What am I going to do tonight? Well, I'm better than him. I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up. Here's why. The return of interest, right? Or return of investment, the ROI, right? Everything that I said before, how he employs people from the local community, how he puts money back into his uh, businesses to make uh, more products, to make TV shows, to make the studios, to make uh, more films and everything like that. He did this riding from his car, right? He made plays. He traveled around the country. They made money. Then he said, you know what? Let me take a leap. I'm going to make my own film. Many of us want to do that, wish we could do that, and we never actually take the step because we don't believe in ourselves enough to do it. Whether he did it from desperation or faith in himself, I don't know, but kudos to him. It actually worked. And now he's a billionaire. As I said before, you're not going to catch me unless he goes completely out of pocket. You're not going to catch me saying anything bad about Tyler Perry, his films or whatever like that. They're not going to have the budget that these other studios have. Why? Because he doesn't have the bank that the studios has. He knows who his audience is, as Chrissy said, and that's who he makes his movies for. And this audience shows up. Believe me. We see it. Right. And I will recommend out of all the ones that I've seen of his and everything like that. I like Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That's more of a serious tone. Another serious tone, his adaption of um, For Color Girls. That's a great movie. 
very, very powerful when you watch that. If you've ever seen the original play and performance when it was done on, in off-Broadway, uh, you can see how his movie is like you're watching a play. It's very reminiscent of that. He has that hand, right? But I like Class Reunion. If you're talking about one of Medea's plays, Class Reunion is my favorite. There's a sequence when he's talking, when Tyler Perry, he's a bellhop, and he's talking to the manager, and he runs through the gamut of black comedies and black movies and, and TV shows and everything like that. And if you speak the language, you you can't breathe, you're crying, and you just say, roll it back, I need to see that again. And when you watch that from a thing that's like 20 years old now, right? You see why he's a billionaire today. The man is talented, without a doubt. And as much as I want to give this movie a thumbs down, just because Chris gave my movie a thumbs down, I can't do it. You want to know why? Because it's a good movie. Chris, go ahead. All right, thumbs up. All right, so let's go with some facts before I, I you know, have a rebuttal for James there. Uh, first thing I want to say is this movie got a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb.com. This movie cost $25 million for me. It made $53 million worldwide. 52 of it came from the United States of America. So I actually made a profit. Now, I want James to know that, yes, you pick Skyfall, and I gave it a thumbs down. I gave it my reasons why last week. But Skyfall is still technically not your movie. It's a James Bond movie, and I am the James Bond guy. So I have a right to do it. Now, when we get to Krampus, uh-huh. then you can take offense if I give that a thumbs down. And we'll find mm-hmm. out next Tuesday at 9 o'clock. We'll see. We I will that but anyway um as far as that movie this movie is concerned let me uh do this one thing i'm gonna steal something from mr vic here child does santa really work at the north pole medea uh, no he don't work he lays on the couch he drinks all day he's trifling i have to pay all the bills he's kind of like your mama now bye this was actually not a quote from the movie but from the trailer right also something from the trailer at the end is where he she said hey Come see Medea's Christmas. You'll enjoy yourself. That's all this movie was about, unlike Scott Paul. That's all this movie was about. <laughs> is this a movie you can watch and you can just laugh? Yep. Or is this a movie where they're trying to win an Oscar or they're trying to be talked about for years to come or anything like that? No, it's not. It's for you to go and just laugh and enjoy yourself. Did I do that in this movie? When I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, watch this movie. The answer, yes, I did. And that's why it's going to get a thumbs up for me. I enjoyed myself. I laughed. I, when I watched the first couple of scenes, I realized that I actually did not remember, but I saw this movie before. And I did like it then. And I liked it even more now. Medea is hilarious. Now, giving to James a lot of credit for what he said about Tyler Perry. I actually got tired and bored of Tyler Perry after a while. I think a lot of people did. But I never will um, lose respect for Tyler Perry. What he has done and accomplished for somebody who slept in his car is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I will always respect the man for it. So all the backstage, no matter how successful you are, somebody's always going to say something negative about you. So yes, he gets a lot of negative talk. I don't know the man, so I can't speak on his personality, but I will always respect what he has done for himself as well as the business and other people. And this is not the only person from a soap opera. Yes, I am a big fan of soap operas. I always say that, that he's given that shine to. So I will always respect Tyler Perry. And Medea, no matter how old Medea's been going, because Medea's been going on for almost two decades now, right? Uh-huh. No how long Medea's go, um, gotten, she's, if I still watch her to this day, even though I may not go out my way to see her, 
she still will have me laugh. Kind of like The Simpsons, which turned 31 years old today. The Simpsons is nowhere near as funny as it used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. But if I turn on an episode now and just really pay attention, I still will laugh. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is us here at Unpopular Reviews. Make sure that you join us next Tuesday for Krampus. Vic, take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we proceed to give you what you need, thank you once again for for checking us out at Unpopular Reviews. And don't forget to take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great night. Good night. That sniff was the outro.